Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast, the show where two former roommates talk about a new movie every week. This week on the show, we're talking about The Martian. I guarantee you that at some point, everything's going to go south on you. Ready? And you're going to say, this is it. This is how I end. Commander, Mark is dead. We have to go. Now you can either accept that, or you can get to work. This will come as quite a shock to my crewmates, and to NASA, and to the entire world. But I'm still alive. Cody, how are we doing today? <laughs> I'm doing very good. Thank you for asking. Uh, yeah, this was, this was your pick this week. Uh, I think this is a, a pretty good pick from you, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, how how you doing this week? Uh, you know, not too bad. We're back. We're back on the podcasting grind. You know, we're we're here. We're we're doing what the people want, and uh, <laughs> I'm excited to talk about this movie. Uh, which why don't I go ahead and get into talking a little bit about why I picked this movie? So for me, I I just really love this movie. Um, I think on this rewatch, there I found a few more flaws when I was looking at it from a little bit more of a critical lens than maybe I had on the last few watches, but. Uh, I just really enjoy it. I, I like Matt Damon as an actor a lot. I also like a ton of the supporting cast in this movie, um, from Jeff Daniels to Donald Glover to Chiwetel Ejiofor, um, Jessica Chastain, who I don't think is necessarily great in this movie, but I, I do enjoy her as an actress, Sebastian Stan, Michael Payne. Like the, it's, it's a really well-cast and uh, well-cast movie and has a, has a lot of fun characters that pop up throughout. Uh, I've always been you know, a fan of space growing up. Uh, so this movie, I think kind of, kind of combines a lot of my interests. So you have like <laughs> Donald Glover, Matt Damon and space. And those are probably like the three things that I need to really be happy. Um, and also, and similar to Interstellar, it's a, it's a movie that's very scientifically accurate. Uh, it's based on a book written by Andy Weir, which is one of my favorite books of all time. That is just like super, even though we can't go to Mars necessarily now with the technology, like every assumption or everything we know about what it would be like to travel there and have habitable ecosystems and be able to like live there for an extended period of time it is used in this book used in this book and then used in this movie um it is very accurate um and then finally you know i just wanted the sean bean double feature you know you gotta <laughs> we had him in national treasure last week so i figured what's another sean bean movie the martian a classic he's known for absolutely yeah i had that in my um like initial thoughts off the bat too that it was funny that we're doing back-to-back movies with sean bean and i don't think any of the other movies that we've done before that he uh was an actor in so yeah i I do appreciate the sean bean double feature um yeah i have not read the book um it seems like um both are highly regarded the book and the movie i know you're uh, sort of in the book um but yeah obviously the cast i think is what carries this movie like you just listed off like 10 names there of all i'd say pretty highly acclaimed actors and actresses um so i definitely back that i don't know about interstellar being you know scientifically accurate with you know you know bookcases and stuff but we won't get into that too much <laughs> um, but yeah um just, just like going in mind as well i think that, uh, this is a great movie obviously um it's sort of just like castaway um but like on Mars, mm. which is super interesting concept. And then they do go into it more from a scientific standpoint, which I also love. Um, and also something you said, like just like space movies in general, that's one of like my favorite genre, like sci-fi space. So I'm definitely um, in that with you. But yeah, basically um, just getting into it more. I mean, in general, this is a, like a, or it should be at least like a scary and, sort of sad situation but i think that obviously what this movie does really well it's so positive it's so fun it's really funny honestly like you could probably call it a comedy but i mean oh, it's obviously it's obviously like some dark some dark stuff going on like somebody got abandoned on mars and is going to die within like however many days if they don't you know do all this stuff um that should be like a super depressing movie you would think but it, it's really not at all so i love that about it um also, one thing I noticed um, that I didn't realize, I, I think I've seen this movie like uh, three or four times. Maybe this is the fifth time I saw it. I never realized Drew Goddard wrote the screenplay for this movie. 
um, who I know through Daredevil primarily, um, also like Cabin in the Woods, I think. Um, so yeah, evidently Drew Goddard was a, a big part of the production of this movie, and I didn't even know it. So you know, add another good thing to his list. But uh, yeah, my initial thoughts are uh, I'm super high on this movie. Um, yeah, what about you? Um, the only other thing beyond the kind of what I talked about in the <clears throat> why I picked this movie, but this is like just a masterclass and we'll talk about it more like of just like how a movie star can like be at the center of a movie and just completely like carry the movie himself. And yeah, obviously there's a great supporting cast, but like this movie lives and dies on Matt Damon's shoulders. Uh, I don't know. There's a few other actors out there that I think could really do it, but I think be able to mix, like you said, the comedy and also the the severity of the situation uh, and, and put the emotion in both the comedy throughout. Um, I, I, there's not a lot of other people that can do that. The funny thing is, you know, where Matt Damon was in his career was definitely a dry spell, a bit of a lull, you know, late 2000s, early 2010s. He had a few misses here and there. Um, he really wasn't necessarily at the, the top of anyone's list. Uh, you know, older people love him. Goodwill Hunting, The Departed, Saving Private Ryan. But like he he had kind of been not doing too hot with the movies he's, he was picking. And then comes along The Martian, um, movie that saved his career a little bit, revitalized it. And uh, I, I think that's I think that's really awesome. So, yeah, that's true. He has made a lot of duds, I think, um, in our era more than like yeah. in the past I was, he, he had a, like a meteoric rise i think and then this era of his career has been a little bit more hit or miss i think something that comes to mind is that the great wall do you know that movie? Mm. <laughs> i haven't seen that movie but i saw the trailer for it once well that time. movie came out after this one so it... <laughs> okay <laughs> but that's just what i think of but no say, yeah like, like this era just made some bad movies there yeah. is definitely um i remember i was actually i was just recently watching one of those like uh where an actor like sits down and talks about their career or it was some sort of some sort of Matt Damon interview and he was saying that like when he got the call like Ridley Scott reached out to him about this movie and he's like oh do you want me to like write the script because he didn't think that he would ever be wanted to like be starring in the movie at the point he was in the career his career he's like oh yeah like I can help write the screenplay and they're like no like we want you to star in this and he was like what okay like (laughs) I'll do it and I obviously worked out it's it's a you know a really great movie well critically acclaimed he got an oscar nomination for it so uh, true. But it just kind of shows the power that. that this movie has and you know matt damon's back he he was in well a bad movie this year well not a, a good movie but a movie that performed poorly and then he's in the next christopher nolan movie so just ca- cast in the last week so oh and the Oppen- oppenheimer I didn't yeah see that. he was in that other movie you like too um the stillwater yeah that yeah, yeah. And ford, <laughs> ford versus ferrari uh last yeah. in, or in 2019 i really enjoyed that movie too that was so a hit. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been doing well the last couple of years there was a we're not going to talk about the great wall and downsizing and <laughs> i was gonna say we bought a zoo <laughs> promised land i haven't seen we bought a zoo i heard that's actually not terrible but i don't know scar does in it right uh sure <laughs> the monuments man <laughs> i haven't seen that either. Uh, john goodwin yes that is true it's right. got a good IMDb, basically. So we've been we've been talking about how great this movie is. Let's mm-hmm. let's bring it down a few pegs. What what what's your stupidest part? You stupid. I've got like five things here. So, <laughs> all right, I've got a few. Um, the first one is sort of just like um, well, the first couple are a little nitpicky. Um, sort of just like NASA, they do some interesting stuff in this movie. The first one is they pronounce him dead without even like seeing his body. Right. Which I thought it was really weird. Obviously, you have to like release to the public like all this info because that's what NASA has to do. But I mean, you could just say, you know, he was left behind in the storm. He's likely dead. I mean, don't throw him a damn funeral until you see the body. If I'm they honest. moved very quickly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, they should know. Like, have they ever seen a movie before? Like, come on, nobody's actually <laughs> ever dead. <laughs> if you don't see a body, that is the rule of the movies. So I guess they haven't watched movies, which is fair. Um, yeah, super nitpicky. Another one is him performing surgery on himself. I mean, he's like he's a botanist. He's a botanist, bro. He's no doctor. It's it's an impressive thing to do. Obviously, he's super smart, super science guy. But I mean, that's super difficult. Obviously, performing surgery on yourself. I mean, it's not, it's not ideal. In he just situation. staples himself up, he, and he <laughs> no. definitely would have like field training for being yeah, yeah. like obviously. But that I feel like is a pretty specific 
procedure where he had shrapnel inside of him and then he had to go in and tear it out. He didn't right. just have a yeah. cut and then stapled up. He the fact that he like surgery. stayed uh, conscious the entire time and yeah. like, didn't lose too much blood. <laughs> Throwing it back to Castro, yeah. The I, the my favorite scene of that is Tom Hanks uh, removing his tooth with that mm-hmm. uh with the skates and he just passes out instantly. Um, but yeah, anyways, those are sort of nitpicky. Um, but yeah, I have another one, but go, we can start with some of yours, Jacob. All right. So my first thing is that like. The, the Sean Bean character where he he makes the decision to tell the crew, like leak the information to him, and then they plot a course that then NASA can't correct because they disable the telemetry system. And then we have the scene where uh, he sits down, you know, Teddy, the director of the FBI, or not the FBI, director of NASA sits down <laughs> with him, and he's like, Jeff Daniels is the character. He sits down yeah. with him, and he's like, he's like, well, I expect your resignation after this. And I just like, I feel like that's such a cliche, like tropey thing that happens in movies where like someone does the right thing, but because they go against orders, everyone still respects the decision, but they, they need to resign at the end of it. And I, I just hate that moment. It's, it's just dumb to me. And I, it seems really overplayed is basically mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's one of my favorite moments. Of the movie. Okay. I don't, okay. I, don't, I don't know why, but I love Jeff Daniels and um sean being together all their scenes are just so much tension um but yeah that is true like i feel like that is like it's the obvious right thing to do is yeah, yeah. um the the pernell uh maneuver or whatever it's called and i mean jeff daniels just for like pr reasons doesn't want to do it so yeah that, that is understandable though second thing i hate um and this it happens in the book and i think that's probably why they included it in the movie but i just think in the movie they didn't really have enough time to develop it the whole like sebastian stan and the other chicks relationship <laughs> on the plant on the ship like the girl from fan forestry yeah, yeah it just seems really forced and like doesn't seem relevant to the plot it's just like a weird not even b story like d plot line that there's a couple scenes that kind of like he waves to her and then she kisses his helmet and then they have a baby. And then they have a kid. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's all, all the screen time they have. It's, it's, it's very much, it's, it just, they probably could have cut it out. Like I know they put it in as fan service to people who've read the book. Um, I know there's like a part where uh, the, the captain Jessica Chastain's character is like, Hey, I know you guys have been screwing, but like, we've been on this thing for two times as long. So it's okay. Like I (laughs) just know, like I'm not happy about it. (laughs) <laughs> i wish that was a little bit, yeah that's been funny um the next thing i had is just you know I, I wrote it down in my notes as international diplomacy question mark uh again we talked about this last week with uh our movie and how you know like political climate and the way the world is like maybe 2015 things seemed a little bit more hopeful a lot of maybe a very obama era movie maybe international diplomacy like this would really happen or just you know scientists working with scientists to to bring someone home but in reality i i think in our current you know international climate us working with china in the scenario seems pretty unlikely uh, there's a, a great amount of animosity between our two countries um and just like the world in general people would seem rather selfish so i like the idea that hey scientists would support scientists and try and bring an astronaut home but plausibility uh, especially now in 2021 it doesn't seem, it does not seem very, uh, very likely to me to happen. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's probably true. After, um, you know, after everything that's been going on with like coronavirus and then right. you know, Trump, Trump's relationships with China and everything, I'd say it's not likely that this would happen, which is true. Um, but yeah, that is kind of tough to think about. I didn't think about that at all. Like, even if China had this technology and it happened and like this happened like 15 years, would they share it with us nowadays? That's that's an interesting question to ask. And um, yeah, the answer is probably no. So and like, even, I don't know. It's tough because people, maybe people come together in times of need, but if the last year hasn't really seemed to display that like that much, it seems like everybody's been working against each other. Uh, There's, I'll tell you what, there's some pretty emotional moments in this movie. Like I, when all the people are gathered around watching on the big screens in Times Square and Tokyo and like all across the world, like rooting for the singular person, like that's great. Uh, but it might be looking at the world with some rose colored glasses <laughs> a little bit. Um, Gorbin but, has lost his, his faith. In I'm so cynical. I know these last two movies, I've just become so cynical, but <laughs> Hey, awesome. I do. I do love I getting in. Uh, we'll, we'll wait a second. 
do you do you have anything else that's stupid about this movie? I, I do have another big one that is my biggest gripe on the movie. Okay. Um, and it's the fact that there's just a bunch of crap on Mars to help him out with, with every single problem he needs. <laughs> the first thing is the old communication device, which that one is actually kind of passable because that would make sense. It's there. The Pathfinder. Um, so I mean, yeah, yeah, the Pathfinder. Um, the one that really I'm not a big fan of is there's like a whole, whole other ship there with, with all this fuel and crap so he, he can get off the planet, which I mean, that it's just, it's just a scapegoat. I feel like uh, I'm going to throw this word out again. I haven't, haven't said it on the podcast for a while. Here it is. It's a god machine. <laughs> my god, dude, that's the biggest ex machina I've ever seen in my life. But <laughs> but uh I need to bring ex machina back. I haven't talked about that for forever in the pod. But yeah, I mean it's obviously it helps the story, moves along more more quickly and stuff. Obviously, they it's a lot better movie, I think, if they can communicate with him. It makes it a lot more there's a lot more comedic moments at least as well when he's typing out like the F bombs and stuff. I love that part. Um but yeah, I mean, there is a bunch of crap on Mars that would likely be there, like the Pathfinder, but I mean, a whole other ship where you can get off the planet. I'm not too sure about that one. But yeah, that's that's just a a plot, like a gripe, I think. Nothing I, something I had written down was that maybe things are a little too easy in the movie. Uh, in the book, I think it d- does a better job. There's more stuff that happens to him that goes wrong in the book that they don't include in this movie one big mm. thing is uh when he's traveling from uh from his his area to the aries 5 launcher there's like mm-hmm. the giant dust storm that they see that he's gonna have to, but like nasa can see it but they can't communicate with him anymore and like they know that like once he gets into it he's not gonna be able to charge his solar panels um but they, they, so he just sees, they see him like walking, like driving into his death and they can't do anything. I mean, he has to figure out a way around it and like solve the problem um, on his own. There's a lot, there's a lot more like it goes into the in-depth science of everything. It talks about like him doing his calculations. So it, it makes it seem like, oh, this is a lot more plausible. The other thing mm. is like, it addresses the fact that, yeah, he's a botanist, but also like he's a mechanical engineer as his second, <laughs> like botanist first, but mechanical engineer. And he's trained to like, be able to do someone else, like every person on the crew is trained to do the other's tasks. And like, yeah. so if he's not just some dude who can grow plants that then is also like engineering a ship and like fixing the hat, like all the stuff he does, he's, I mean, he's an astronaut sent to Mars. They're only going to choose. Yeah. The best. Uh, but the, it, the movie definitely glosses over a couple things that go wrong and, and makes it a little bit easier because there's just not enough time to pack all that stuff in at the end. Of the day. Oh yeah. That's translating any book. I feel like they you're always gonna have to drop a thread or two from the book sort of like what you're talking about with um the sebastian stan fan stick relationship right i mean you can still put it into the movie sometimes but you can't flesh out everything for like a, a 500 800 page book however long it is but yeah that that's understandable all right you want to move on to our favorite scene uh, let's do it she is very gorgeous to me i feel like this movie isn't really one where it's easy to pick like individual scenes like i think there's like singular moments that are really great, but like there's not necessarily a whole scene because just like the structure of the movie. Um, I will say that the the scene that we were just talking about a minute ago, where there all the people are are out in Times Square and all all over across the world watching on the watching on the TVs, and there's like the 12 minute delay, and they're all cheering and rooting for him, and then that intercut with them actually launching from Mars and and trying to intercept with the uh, the name of the ship i can't remember the hermes uh intercept with the hermes ship and like everything that they have to do to figure it out it's like definitely very emotional very uplifting and i i do en- enjoy that scene quite a bit uh the other two moments that i like are just two of the jokes uh i think the the thing where he talks about like colonizing mars i think is really funny and, and well played out and just like uh and then the other one him being a space pirate uh it's yeah. a joke joke taken straight from the book but it it plays out just as well and is, is really well timed and i think you know it's matt damon just being by himself and being great mm-hmm. i think yeah that's probably the most memorable scene in the movie honestly it's just the, the two you're talking about where he's just like we're in his head he's thinking about you know <laughs> he colonized mars and um he's a he's a space pirate which is super fun um yeah I, I agree with what you're saying honestly it's hard to pick out specific scenes in this movie because it's, it's just not that kind of movie it's 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 a slow burn i think for the most part which um isn't a bad thing at all but I do have a couple here that I put down the opening um, 
the opening scene where they escape, I think is very good. Uh, just like the emotion during the launch of of all the actors um, when they're leaving him behind, I think is super powerful. That uh, like, I mean, that cast honestly, they don't have a ton to do, like the Hermes cast, mm-hmm. but I think the stuff that they do have is super emotional, and they do it very, very well. Um, and yeah, my other one that I really like is kind of an odd pick, but I'm a sucker for like end credit scene not like end credits mm. i'm a sucker for credit scenes with like a fun song and like going through it like uh like we've gone in the future for like six months and seeing what they're doing now i don't know why but i love that they got they got the um the soul train or love train whatever it's called love that song i mean i don't know why but that is my favorite scene in the movie by far so <laughs> that's what i'm thinking that's that is a good i do i enjoy that too a little little mid credits like and it's funny because they do like the editing thing where like it shows their face and then they put, put their name next to it yeah it's exactly like, that's <laughs> it's very that. cheesy but it, it is great I, it I is very it cheesy though. but yeah i'm a fan um okay now we can move on to who can act wow do you want to get us started mm-hmm. who can act well yeah uh first off i mean obviously matt damon you were talking off earlier so I- i'll let that slide by but yeah i mean it's his movie i feel like it, we say that a lot when we're when we're doing this if 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 you have like the majority of the screen time and you're not a bad actor it, it's gonna show um so obviously matt damon and he's nominated so i mean can't go against the academy uh but i do have a couple of honorable mentions and they're benedict wong and uh the best name in the game Chuyo, the dr strange boys they got great chemistry i think as well um i said sean bead and uh jeff daniels do too but I think Benedict Wong and Chuyatel Edu for are the main main duo in this movie that I really really connect with. I, I don't know. I'm just a fan of all their scenes. Super good chemistry. Yeah, but those are just my mentions. My favorite, my personal favorite. He has no screen time, but it's Donald Glover. I think he steals <laughs> he steals the last half of this movie, or maybe not the last half, but the, like the the last the middle third minutes or whatever he's in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love his, I love Donald Glover. So he, him uh, interacting with his boss and just <laughs> completely ignoring him, and then him just walking into the director like this massive meeting with these super head people and not knowing who they are and not really giving a shit who they are, but just presenting his stuff. Um, he's my favorite actor in this movie, and I think Donald Glover should have more work, honestly. Um, but yeah, he's my pick for best actor. Speaking of that meeting, uh, there's a little call call back there sean bean talking about the council of Elrond yeah, being yeah. in lord of the rings and of course he is in the lord of the rings so that's always he fun. was at he was at he, that he was he was there he was the real deal <laughs> um obviously matt damon is is you know my number one pick in this uh i've talked mm-hmm. about it plenty i i'm a big fan of his uh i i think this movie like i said not many people that could do it i'd be interested to see like this movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, one of my other favorite actors, you know, if he could of pull it off, I, I, I don't think he, honestly, I don't know if he could pull this off in the same way that Matt Damon does. So, and that's my hot take, even though I love Leo, uh, you know, I'll talk about him a, a little bit more shortly when we get to the welcome to the Academy section, but, uh, uh, Oh, did he win the Oscar this year? Yeah. That, yeah, uh, he's yeah. I didn't realize yeah. it. So we'll, we'll Matt, talk about Matt that. Damon Matt, Damon the, Matt Damon robbed. Oh, Matt Damon in the Matt Damon in the Revenant question mark. Uh, here, <laughs> I'd see that. Here's uh, and then, but moving on, the other person mm-hmm. I want to talk about is Jeff Daniels. Uh, I actually recently saw Jeff Daniels perform as Atticus. Atticus I actually recently I recently saw Jeff Daniels perform as Atticus Finch on Broadway in To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, I think Jeff Daniels is a severely underrated actor. I think he really shines uh, when he's got a Sorkin script to work with. Uh, but he also really works well in this movie. The character that he plays of this like kind of an asshole, but also the one who has to make the hard decisions and be the businessman and and look at things from a lot of different perspectives. Uh, I think he plays really well. It's very similar to a character he has uh, in the movie Steve Jobs, where he plays like John Scully, who's the president of the board um, for Apple. Kind of has to be an asshole, but make the hard decisions that are sometimes the correct decisions um, or sometimes the wrong decisions. So I uh, shout out Jeff Daniels. Definitely. Yeah, no, um, I think we should shoot straight into who can act. Because interesting enough, uh, my pick is Jeff Daniels. Um, 
I, I don't know what to think about Jeff Daniels' performance in this movie. I, I have a question mark next to his name and, and who can't act. And that's just primarily because it is super hard to pick somebody who can't act. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like Jeff Daniels more in comedic roles, I think. He, he is a decent, like, serious actor, but I just don't buy sometimes what he's saying. And that is the, the entirety of acting, I think. So, yeah, I, I'm going to throw it out there. Jeff Daniels, you can't act, dude. Come at me. Um, he... He was all actually. I did want to point out he was on uh, an episode of *Impractical Jokers*, where he was uh, his acting skills on that were not great either. Basically, uh, <laughs> to run down the episode, he was he had to act like he was uh, like um, somebody farted and he was gonna fire him. Great show, you should check it out. But he he was shit in the episode. So I think uh, m- maybe that just didn't translate well to this movie either. You know. Um. You've probably seen, have you ever seen that clip from I think it's from Newsroom where yeah I have seen he's that. like yeah, he yeah. does the like America's fifth in the world in this yeah so I think he like plays that like grandiose like larger than life like is this a real person could I actually ever find somebody that acts like this in the real world characters up a lot more like the very strong male over the top character whereas like if he's doing something like you said on Impractical Jokers where he's trying to play a real person I. <laughs> probably not great or like trying to be believable as that it definitely is a very like stage actory performance too like expressive and outward and like um so sometimes it doesn't necessarily translate to the screen in the same way that uh that it does for other actors so that's interesting i, I, I can so see what ba- you're saying yeah, yeah so basically you're saying he's he's a good actor in the role of him being like this super serious and um just like focused guy all the time yeah yeah. which is actually interesting because maybe he is getting that role and that i i didn't really think that's what he's going for in this movie but but maybe it is because i feel like that is definitely what he's going for in newsroom is just like yeah this, uh this super smart super like oh he's got facts like he, he's he's never like cracking jokes or anything but he kind of doesn't crack any jokes in this movie does he he's no he's not really serious. he's he's pretty so fair serious. enough yeah yeah so maybe maybe you got a point there i didn't think about that at all so yeah jeff daniel's just Thank dead you. serious i respect it all right um so now to take one of your people that you think can't act this it really pains me to say this because i am a huge donald glover fan i love donald glover i I love donald glover i no listen i think he's great i love i will watch anything that he's in i'm a huge atlanta fan i he's one of my favorite musical artists of all time i think he's one of the most talented people just on the planet period in terms of singing and writing and acting and directing. But in this movie, I just don't think the character's right for him. I really do not think it's good. Like I, 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 he, he tries to be this really like weird nerdy character. And I just think it's so against type from every other character. Like, so in community plays Troy and yes, he's kind of nerdy there, but he's also uh, like this jock athlete, like dumb character. Uh, in Atlanta he you know he plays a guy from the streets of Atlanta who's very smart but not like in a nerdy like works at NASA way like he's a Princeton he's a Princeton dropout in Atlanta but Mm -hmm. it's it's not it's not the same kind of like socially awkward like maybe there's something a little bit wrong with this guy like has did he ever have any friends like I I just don't like him (laughs) in that character (laughs) I think you're reading into it way too much. I think I think, I think it's because I like him so much. I I yeah. want him to be really good, and I just think it's like it's not his best work. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And I, compared to everything else he's done, like this is probably the the worst he's ever done in anything. Oh fucking jazz! I I don't back that at all. I think you're looking at it way too much as it's Donald Glover and it's not this character. Probably. Because yeah, I mean, obviously his character in it. I think he's too large for like he's larger than life. He's greater than this character. I think it sucks that he's been he's been stuck in this rich burnout box. (laughs) This is that's pretty funny. This is like so like if you love Drake and Drake was in a movie and he played like a nerd. This is oh I can see Drake as a nerd. No 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 fuck Drake. You'd be like like, this isn't Drake. This is not what he he should be doing. Drake. He's the best boy. He's the best singer of all time. Like I don't feel that uh, way about Drake. No, but you feel that way about uh, Donald Glover. Gambino. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think that that makes much logic to me. But hey, fair enough. I did have another um, who can't act. Well, I have one more a, as well. Okay, perfect. It's that bald guy in the Hermes crew. I don't even know. <laughs> His name's weird. I think he's like German or something. I, I don't know anything else he's in. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. 
I feel like he's the the obvious like worst actor like Axel Hinney. Yeah, yeah. Or his name's Axel. That's actually kind of a cool name. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna replace this guy. Spoiler alert. He just doesn't really add anything to the movie. I think if you have two interesting crew members, I think you have Jessica Chastain, who's the super serious leader, and then you have Michael Pena, who's just lovable and pretty good friends with uh, cracking the jokes with, and... with Watney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I mean, you have the two, you have the couple or whatever, blah. And then you have you know the science guy who makes a bomb. I feel like he could have one memorable scene where he makes a bomb and you know says some weird stuff or whatever. But uh, yeah, you know Axel, he, he's all right. He's not bad, but. He's, I feel like he is definitely the worst actor in this movie. My second pick, I mentioned her earlier. I think Jessica Chastain is like so bad in this movie. Like really embarrassingly bad. And <laughs> I think Jessica Chastain is a great actress. Like she's really good in Molly's game. Jessica. She's great in, in the movie I just saw, uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Like I think she's really good, but like she's just phoning it in for this movie. I her faces when she's like trying to be sad or whatever and like upset about Mark Watney are just like the most unbelievable bullshit. <laughs> like there's no emotion. It's, it's, it's awful in my opinion. Like it almost just takes me out of the movie and makes me hate it. Mm-hmm. it seems that yeah. I think she definitely just took a paycheck for this one. It's not her most committed role. I, I don't think she's, she's bad, but she's not, she's definitely not good. It's like her in that X-Men movie it's like that level of bad like why are you oh in my god <laughs> i've already that out of my mind that she's in that movie or no yeah, she's I, in I, the other yeah, one no no, no dark she's phoenix? in the dark phoenix yeah she's the bad guy or whatever the alien. she's like an alien yeah it, yeah, yeah i don't even know but to point out a good jessica chastain performance that you didn't mention she's amazing in interstellar that's the only good thing from that movie mm-hmm. basically um but yeah fair enough I, i'm not gonna argue that one too much all right <laughs> Let's move on to, well, actually, before that, let's take a quick commercial bake, and then we'll be right back. Commercial bake. And we're back. All right, we've got the recast. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Cody, who are you recasting? I think you already mentioned it, but who are you replacing them with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go after the bald guy in a bit. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take out Jeff Daniels, too. Uh, you might have you swayed me a little bit, but I have an option that I think is very much better than him anyways. Um, so, yeah, he's gone. Uh, I, I need somebody who's got some gravitas to the role of NASA. I want somebody who's a little bit intimidating. Um, so I'm going for a guy who generally just scares at me. I mean, <laughs> excuse me, generally scares me. I feel like if he's gonna, like staring at me, dude. It's Denzel Washington. Man. If, if that guy was the head of NASA in this movie, no one would question anything he's saying at any times. He just has he has that command when he's in a room, I feel like. And, uh, yeah, it, it adds another, like, very, very good actor, obviously, to this movie, which fits in with the rest of the cast. So, yeah, give me Denzel. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. If Denzel's the head of NASA, he gives the order, don't tell the crew. Can you can you defy those orders from Denzel? I don't think you can. I think Mark Watney dies. <laughs> <laughs> they can be defied, but it's going to come at more of a consequence. Uh, Sean Bean and uh, Denzel are going to start throwing fists in that room right there. <laughs> hey, I like Den- that. Denzel's not going to have any of that. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to say you resigned. He's going to say, I'll kick your ass out the door right now. Never come back. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. I also have two picks so we can ping pong back and forth here. So I'm going to be cool. re- replacing Jessica Chastain. Uh, I'm going to place her with another great female actress a similar age group Kate Blanchett uh I think she's a really great actress she can she can dive into a role and uh maybe she'll try harder than Jessica Chastain will in, yeah, in the- she only has like three lines though so she's just gonna phone it in too I, I don't know well I mean I, I like think Denzel's probably too big for his character as well for being no, Jeff Daniels is half the movie him and Julia Till and uh Benedict Wong are basically half the movie I feel like but um, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, what's her face is very, very good. Here's actress, what I will say. But I don't know. I, I in, like Jessica Chastain. In so. credit order, Blanchett. Jessica Chastain is the second credited person, so she's like second true. build, which is weird because she does <laughs> play she a small paid. role. She got exactly. Paid, that's why. Yeah. Um, Jeff Daniels is fourth, and we haven't even talked about the person who's third. Who's third? Well, it's the other person I'm going to replace, Kristen Wiig. Uh, we have not oh, spoken yeah. about her. She's oh, in this she's movie. Third billing. I don't know. Yeah, that's the billing is also very strange. So yeah. yeah. Um Tell was last. She just doesn't really do much in this movie. It's a mm-hmm. God, sorry. She's not she's a good actor. She's like a good funny actress. Um, but 
I'm gonna I'm gonna I got a little dark horse pick here. I'm 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 going Rashida Jones in for uh, Kristen Wiig. I think like her character in the Social Network, where she just kind of like not necessarily her in Parks and Rec, but like her in Social Network or some of the other work she's done. uh, I think she can play this like White House correspondent or NASA correspondent, you know, press person. So that's my that's my pick. I like that pick. Yeah, anybody from the Office, just throw them in. I back that at all times so uh yeah also I, it's funny we haven't talked about kristen Wiig all this movie i feel like she's super forgettable and I, yeah i don't know how she's third billing at all but yeah uh, my last recast i'm going after the ball guy oh <laughs> and like i said i want somebody another memorable character on the hermes crew other than pena and chastain um so i'm taking a pretty pretty big actor here uh no no axel bald guy uh, i'm going for eddie murphy <laughs> Um, I will he be bald uh sure it's a it's up to eddie he can grow his hair however he likes basically but uh yeah i think i i would just want a little bit more comedic punch from that character and obviously eddie can do that and uh he he might have to you know memorize some some science mumbo jumbo because i don't know how much he's into all that making bombs and stuff but he can he can read his lines it's not that hard (laughs) but uh yeah i love eddie murphy hilarious comedian i was debating between him or jerry seinfeld and God. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad the? i went with eddie murphy i actually saw um coming to america for the first time recently yeah, it's a good movie. movie james Earl jones kind of a dick in that movie but no. just I, I just love james Earl jones but uh yeah i thought you know who's a good comedian who's a little bit older and hasn't worked in a ton of serious stuff like bringing them into the scene a little bit uh well so yeah. speaking of him being older i i think he's just kind of too old for this movie uh, How old's Axel? He's like he's like sixty, yeah. <laughs> I would say he's. <laughs> I don't think that's true. He's at least fifty. Uh, he's born in nineteen seventy-five, so he's uh, forty-six right now, and he would have been forty-one uh, when this movie came out. Whereas uh, Eddie Murphy is now sixty, so about fifteen okay. years older. He would have been like fifty. I just that's don't perfect. think there's. I don't think they're sending fifty-year-olds into space. You know, like oh, maybe forties. Really I'm just saying he's a little old. He's a little old. <laughs> But I, maybe, I, it's a fun maybe, pick. Better than like, Jerry Seinfeld. I'm glad you did not pick Jerry yeah, Seinfeld. That would have been awful. Maybe it's like um, he's been in space for like 10 years and this is his last mission or something. You can write anything in the movie if you Fair enough. Sure. All right, we'll move on to Welcome to the Academy. This, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Cody, what does this movie win? I got three awards for this movie. Uh, the first one is it's got the most realistic space pirate. Uh, <laughs> there are some other movies with space pirates in it, you know, some in Star Wars, some in Star Trek, notably that I can think of. Um, yeah, this is the most realistic one because literally he is a space pirate and this is in real life. So I don't see any movie beating that. So they win the Oscar. That's my first one. <laughs> How many Oscars you got for this movie? Um, well, I, I've got two. First of all, mm-hmm. I just want to, I want to give this movie best picture runner up, uh, in, in the year. So it came mm-hmm. out in 2015. So the 2016 Oscars, uh, spotlight won in 2016, which I do think is a better movie. Uh, but give, let, give this, let this one have second place. Give it the silver medal. <laughs> they should, they should, get, they should give a runner up every year. And they I think should release the rankings. Honestly, it, That'd be it, sick. I think it, I think it's the second best movie. Uh, at least nominated for best picture in this year. So, well, who would have been third? You know, who are you comparing? Well, to? give oh. me your give me your next category, and I'll tell you. Oh, okay. Also, uh, spotlight, moonlight. <laughs> every time you make a, every time you say spotlight, it's really <laughs> we like, never did yeah. the spotlight after the moonlight pod. That that is unfortunate. It's tough. Um, yeah, I got. I didn't. I didn't um, talk about any of the real Oscars. I just made up Oscars. So, uh, my next one is this is probably the coolest NASA. Uh, PR movie. Um, I feel like no other movie really does like looking behind, you know, what is going on in NASA. And this, like, half this movie literally is just public public relations. I can't talk today. It is basically just a PR movie, I think. And I find that super interesting, especially because half the time with NASA, I feel like we have no idea what they're thinking. Um, another similar movie that I could like say also would be nominated for this category is Apollo 13. Um, which is a very good movie as well. Tom Hanks classic. Um, I, I think uh, I'm just talking about Tom Hanks today because I brought up Castaway too. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I, I think PR is interesting to me, and uh, 
you know, I don't know shit about NASA, so it wins the Oscar for that. <laughs> Definitely, you know, makes them look like a heroic source. Uh, my third place is going to be The Big Short. Uh, and then... Ooh, I got uh, The Big Short over this movie. Fourth place, I'll take uh, Mad Max Fury Road. How the hell is that nominated for Best Picture? Other, <laughs> other movies that I haven't seen, Bridge of Spies, uh, Brooklyn... The Revenant and Room. Oh, I've seen Room, but Room's okay. Yeah, so those, those are all the movies nominated for Best Picture that year. Big yeah. Short's pre- Big Short's pretty good. Big it it might be movie. it might be tied with The Martian, but it's close. I'd say. Yeah, I think Spotlight is far and away a lot better than both. I, I haven't seen Spotlight. So I, Sp- Spotlight's really I, good. Moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and uh, my my other welcome to the Academy is I, I my take is Matt Damon should have won Best Actor this year. Mm-hmm. uh leonardo dicaprio won for the revenant uh right probably like one of like only two leonardo dicaprio performances i've never seen this movie just doesn't interest me a whole lot uh and i've heard a lot of great things about it he is good in it but it also i know it was kind of just uh hey we haven't given him an oscar he's lost a couple times so let's give it to him that uh, kind of case and I-, I think what matt damon does in this movie i think is is probably more impressive to me uh, other nominees this year, Brian Cranston for Trumbo, Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs, which is a great performance. And then Eddie Redmayne in The Danish Girl. Uh, I say give it to Matt Damon. He's only he's only been nominated. This is only the second time he's been nominated for Best Actor, which I think is kind of crazy uh, considering uh, I think his role in The Departed is also really great. But yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely robbed in The Departed of just a, a nomination at least. What, what was the other movie that he got? best actor for was it goodwill hunting goodwill hunting yeah and then okay. he was nominated for best supporting for invictus which is he just doesn't okay. act he doesn't accent i mean that's really Morgan what it comes Freeman. down to yeah i've seen yeah. that movie trump bad yeah. uh clint yeah, eastwood I, that is interesting honestly leo i haven't seen the revenant either <laughs> if i'm being completely honest i don't know so i just don't have it. i have no interest i have no interest i, I don't saying. either i mean it, it seems like just not a very interesting premise to me i, I saw the bear scene on youtube that's pretty rough i feel like that's pretty much the the gist of the movie that i would want to see um yeah i I don't know i think that's i think it was a tight race between damon well i mean fastbender i think was definitely in the race as well but i don't know that that is a a tough pick for the academy and i think they could have gone either way and people wouldn't wouldn't really have been mad so my take obviously my take is that leo should have won like two or three prior to this yeah so it, it sucks that this is the year that he wins. I mean, everyone <laughs> probably agrees with that take, but I think Departed, he's really great in Wolf of Wall Street, obviously, is an iconic performance. He's great in The Aviator. Uh, it just, I mean, Titanic, every, I don't know if that's the best actor performance, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it, at the very least, I think like Aviator, The Departed, and. What's uh, eating, what, what about What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Uh, that's kind of problematic for me. I don't have a lot, I don't love that him doing that in that movie but that's fair uh Django and change also best supporting actor what yeah that is crazy he's nominated for that honestly i feel like his screen time is nothing but uh i think he deserves it just for that that improvised scene where i actually cut his hand open on that plate um but yeah i do have one more oscar i want to give this movie and it's i don't know if it's actually gonna win it but it's definitely nominated for the most bleeped f-bombs uh, we've got we've got a few different instances where they uh i'm assuming this movie is pg-13 yeah they definitely yeah. went for the there was an f-bomb early i think actually in the movie i was like is this r but then i think the the next time where he was typing it out it was like cut off it just said f and then they did the like dot, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah and then also when he was in the uh the vehicle as well and they said they, they told him the that sound. they yeah they told him that they hadn't told the crew yet and he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? But, yeah, he couldn't. You, you just had to read his lips, which I do like that as an editing trick. But I just thought that was funny because there's an F-bomb pretty early on in the movie, if, I, if I'm if i not wrong about that. And then the rest of the movie starts, like, covering it up because he does kind of cuss a lot. And yeah, they get around like it. In the book, does, does, he cuff, does he cuss a lot, too? Yeah, he definitely, like, it doesn't have to play around with, like, the fact that they can only say right. F the F word once. So like yeah, no it's just kind of like part, a natural so. thing. Like when it when the time makes sense that he would be cussing, he cusses. And um, yeah. the, the other interesting thing about the book is like it's it's not like him doing a vlog basically. Like he is in the movie, it's him writing like a, a journal 
is like the whole thing is like you're reading his journal essentially yeah, for sense. half the book um but yeah there's it's definitely like media. he writes um, yeah. the, the book is very funny also like he writes the jokes he cusses he does you know it's very naturalistic in the way that he's writing all right so now we're gonna move on to weird movie details trivia I only have one question that's a little bit expansive, so yeah. I just stuck with one. Uh, I, how many? I, I have two. So okay, so you can off. start. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, you know what? I've been taking it easy on you recently. Okay, and, uh, I'm ready. And weird maybe trivia. So my first question is a it's a bit of a stickler, and um, I don't even think I'm going to give you options because you know I'm just not a nice guy. Okay. <laughs> so, so the question is, uh, what soul? did mark watney leave mars <laughs> 500 something five five eighty seven five eighty seven is that your final answer five eighty six five eighty seven one of those <laughs> no it's a uh, it's five seventeen nine seven. hey fake, i had a seven fake fan. <laughs> <laughs> over okay. one baby over you're one not get, you're not getting any more gimmies all right all right this this is a i think you can do this so i'm gonna make it difficult for you Oh. So in this movie, there are six actors that have also appeared in an MCU movie without okay. pulling up the cast list. Oh, I got this. <laughs> Who are the six actors and what are the names of the characters they played? Mm-hmm. So obviously you have uh, Sebastian Stan, uh, obviously Bucky Barnes. And potentially this is like the the one, like the movie with the most MCU characters that's a yeah. non-MCU movie, so... That's true, honestly. And then, yeah, obviously, the next couple, you got uh, my boys I was talking about, Benedict Wong. I believe he just plays Wong in uh, yeah. MCU, which is kind of weird. Chewie uh, Tell, Edgy for Baron Mordo. I feel like, is he even coming back for the sequel? I, I don't even know. He was set up as the villain in the post credit yeah, scene. Obviously, and then I think he is coming back. But They're doing Multiverse of Madness with um, like Scarlet Witch now. So yeah, I, so I don't, I don't know if he's actually going to play a role. Yeah. I like Chewie Tell. Um, yeah, also, another thing that came straight to my mind was Matt Damon is in Thor Ragnarok as a, as a fake Loki. He's playing Loki. Yep. Um, yeah, Thor. Oh, okay, Donald Glover, he's in Spider-Man Homecoming. As, That's the um, name of his character. I don't know. It's Miles Morales' his uncle, whatever his name is. It's the Prowler from uh, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Aaron Davis. Sure, Aaron. Um, who else is in this movie? Jessica Chastain. Oh, Michael Payne is an Ant Man. He's uh, <laughs> he's Louise. Yep. Let's go, baby. There was, you go. You got all I six. I like that. I feel like Matt Damon was the hard one, and that was like instantly a pop in my mind. Yeah. So yeah. kind of got lucky there, but I'll take it. All right, all right. I dominate weird movie trivia. So uh, let's go into your second question, though, which is also I, I actually don't know. You might get this because it's just a line from the movie that I think is memorable. Uh, to me, and I don't know why, but I just really like it, so I want to talk about it. Um, the question is, uh, what was Benedict Wong's uncle's name from China? So the context of the scene is, uh, they were talking about how China contacted them, and he said, oh, my uncle blank from China helped us out, so we got another chance at this. <laughs> it's something that's kind of racist. <laughs> like, it's a very stereotypical Chinese name, right? So, uh, not, it's, it sort of is. kind. Of, it kind of is, but it's kind of not at the same time. I feel it's like. not it like, com- it could be, it could be worse. Like they could, mm-hmm. it, like uh, it's a, it's a common American name, but it could probably be a little racist. Um, and also it's not like actually his uncle. He's just making it like a weird joke right. about him yeah, being yeah. Chinese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, the uncle, the uncle was in quotations. I should have. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> dang it. I don't, I honestly don't. Can I get choices? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I probably should like let, Let's not do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Sorry. No Over two. That's tough. It's Tommy. Uncle Tommy. Uncle Tommy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which really is a racist. That's really not. I, no, no, no. I don't know why that uh, that line always sticks out to me when I watch it. I think but... it's just because he says my uncle Tommy from China, which is yeah. like <laughs> it's like you're just being weird. <laughs> I agree. All right, over to you on Weird Maybe Trivia. Tough look this week, but uh, I'm sure I'll be back next week. All right. Pitch time. Uh, I'll start. Uh, my pitch mm-hmm. is I like 
you know, you talked about the end of the movie. Uh, I like the scene where it's old Mark Watney and he's training all the astronauts. So maybe give me 10 years down the road, let Matt mm-hmm. Damon really age a little bit and uh, have him play a little like Top Gun Maverick sort of situation. You got that movie coming out with Tom Cruise as like the, the older mentor. I mean, they do it all the time, you know, the, yeah. the older mentor figure uh, has to mentor some people that are the this time they're going to the moon. Uh, it's nice. not as cool as Mars, but you know, they're going to the moon. He's got to train some recruits uh, and then something goes wrong. And we got to see if old Mark Watney's training has served these uh, young and dashing actors well enough. Maybe we get Timothy Chalamet, put Tom oh, Holland in there, get them course. both in there. Uh, oh, yeah, I like that. I, you know, just a couple other young actors, just whoever, Saoirse Ronan, get Saoirse Ronan. We need her. <laughs> I would actually probably watch that movie. I'm not going to lie. That's, a, that's not one of your worst pitches. So, uh, not too bad. Um, yeah, basically for this movie, yeah, I don't think you need a sequel immediately. So mine is also 10 years later in the future. Um, but I got a hell of a pitch for you today. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I couldn't really think of anything good for a sequel. So I kind of just went out there a little bit. Um, and yeah, I want to see a similar situation happen to somebody else. Not Mark Watney. Cause we, his story's over, I think. He's, mm-hmm. he's done about everything he could do. So yeah. Uh, and you know what? The moon that's too close we got we got to go farther away so we're going to pluto <laughs> jesus my uh my sequel is called the plutonian um we might change that i don't really know what you call citizens of pluto there's a better name we can definitely change the title but my person getting stuck on pluto it's actually scar joe scarlett johansson another mcu actor <laughs> we'll bring it into this universe and oh it, Mark, matt damon is also returning by the way he's oh, now okay. like he's sort of He's sort of like uh, the Jeff Daniels role. He's not like the head of NASA, but he, he's up there in NASA. He's making decisions. Um, and yeah, basically, they just have to do this all over again. <laughs> Where Scarjo's stuck on Pluto. Ridley Scott is also back as well. I think we haven't really talked about him at all. And uh, I think he did a, did a very good job directing. Maybe, was he nominated for uh, Best Director? I guess not. But uh, he definitely should have been considered. Um, but yeah, basically, the, the simple plot is Scarjo's stuck on Pluto. You definitely can't grow anything there. Um, instead of focusing on potatoes, we're going to focus on a different uh, vegetable, maybe some onions, uh, maybe some beets, you know, just just go wild out here. But uh, yeah, ScarJo's stuck on a planet. Why not? I'd, I'd watch it. Yeah, get some onions, just like holes. Make it the, the holes crossover. Onions, onions oh, yeah. cure everything. <laughs> I forgot that was in holes. Who dies? Oh, <laughs> um, well, that is true someone does have to die um but i said i i I am making an exception and breaking my rule uh nobody's gonna die because this is a feel-good movie nobody dies in in the martian nobody has to die in the sequel uh i I could go off jeff daniels i guess maybe he's died of old age that's not very sad he's just gone it's it's not necessarily a plot point but you know he's not around you assume yeah yeah sean bean is actually retired sean bean is probably dead in 10 years that guy looks pretty old (laughs) But <laughs> I would want him returning if he's not dead. So if he's dead, write it into the movie. But if he's not, we're having him back. So that's sort of my, my catch-22 there or whatever. All right. Who's older, Sean Bean or Jeff Daniels? I would say... Oh, that's, I'd say Sean Bean. What, Jeff Daniels, what, he was the 90s. He was a kid with Jim Carrey. Sean Bean... Man, what was he in earliest that I've seen? Maybe uh that james bond movie that was probably the 90s too and he's like middle age i i don't know jeff Who's daniels older? is 66 and sean is 62 damn. so jeff daniels is old as hell my god yeah he looks so, like it now too it's it's been the last couple of years have not been too kind to him he's almost 70 dude yeah that's when it starts getting you i feel like yeah that's crazy maybe he'll stop acting finally but <laughs> i hope so at least yeah geez. don't see that guy anymore Alrighty then. We'll move on and we'll we'll give this movie a rating. You're gonna look at me and you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? Uh Cody, why don't you take it away? What's what's your rating out of sixty-nine? Absolutely. Out of sixty-nine. Um this is a good movie. I, I put this probably in I mean for sure in like my top fifty favorite movies. Maybe like top thirty. It's up there. I like this movie a lot. I'm gonna give it a sixty. Sixty out of sixty-nine. I think that's fair. That's not super high for me on my score but um i i love this movie i don't have a ton of flaws with it but uh yeah uh, i'm going 60 it's not like 
the upper echelon of me for for like uh like for me it would be like arrivals up there for sci-fi space stuff obviously because i talk about that movie all the time but uh yeah you know it's not in the upper upper echelon for me but it's definitely on the next level so i'm going with 60 i do like this movie a lot uh like i said i kind of there's a couple more things i noticed that i thought were kind of dumb or like i didn't (laughs) like as much in hindsight rewatching. so uh i've got it at a 57 and a half so gave school rock school rock was a 57 and her was 58 for me i put it in as of the movies we've watched this uh on this podcast i think it's in between those two for me that's baloney when do we when do we start doing halves (laughs) you gotta pick a number right now i'm picking a half right now 57 and a half that's a cop out that's such a cop out yeah you have to pick one or the other see i have a i have a letterbox list that is all Uh, the movies we've watched and i rank them like all the podcast movies and we've ranked them and i've I think it's a four and a half star movie. I put it right in between School Rock and Her, and School Rock is a fifty-eight or fifty-seven, and Her is fifty-eight. So you've heard it's a five star movie. No, it's a four and a half as well. They're both four and a half. They're all three four and a half movies, but gotcha. So I think I think you gotta give a number here. Is it is it in the Her category? Is it in the School Rock category? I think it's probably more in the Her category. So I'd say I'll go fifty-eight for you. (laughs) Fifty-eight. So, I mean, if the next movie that you like, you're just gonna put like wedge in between that, and it's gonna be like 57 and a quarter or something. I know. I mean, well, it's at, tough. At that you know. point, <laughs> it's definitely not not easy. But you know, that's why we have it out of 69. It makes it difficult. <laughs> True. Sometimes things get the same score. It's okay. It's gonna be alright. Yeah. Exactly. All right. <laughs> so that's The Martian. Now we can uh-huh. move on. Cody, recommendations. What have you been into recently? What What's going on with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a few wrecks. Uh, recently, I watched uh, Silver Linings Playbook again, which is just a great movie. Uh, Bobby De Niro, fantastic in that. Obviously, uh, Bradley Cooper, I think that's his best. Also, Jennifer Lawrence, I mean, she won the dang Oscar for it. She is just also unbelievable in that movie. The acting is, I think, on par with this movie as well. Um, yeah, very good. If you haven't seen that, definitely check it out. David Russell. I still haven't seen um, Dune or Eternals, actually. So <laughs> we can't have any Dune talk again this week, I guess. I'm definitely going to see it. I, I was just busy this weekend. Um, I was going to go see it yesterday, but it didn't happen. Got plastered and said, you know, sometimes that happened. Um, but yeah, I did also just want to recommend some space movies that I really like. Uh, sort, of, sort of like realistic sci-fi. Like, I feel like that's just my genre. Just being a, I don't know if uh, you've seen any of Star Trek The Next Generation, probably not. Very good show. Um, also, um, just so, similar movies that I said as well. Arrival, Apollo 13. Definitely check that out if you haven't seen that. And then um, Contact. Have you seen Contact? No. Yeah, I haven't. All right. I, I mean, it's not the best movie. It's got McConaughey and um, Jodie Foster. Uh, it's kind of like a sappy love story movie half the time, but it actually is super interesting, like sci-fi stuff to it as well. So check that out if you like that kind of genre. But um, yeah, some other things. Obviously, I have to talk about Survivor. Um, have you have you seen the merge episode? I did. Yeah, I watched it on Wednesday. God damn, we finally got a good episode of Survivor. <laughs> Holy! <laughs> the shit. ending was pretty crazy. I yes, uh, th- this was my favorite episode episode of the season by far. Um, next week should be very good as well because it wasn't even resolved fully. There's still an idol in play that everybody knows about, so it should be fun. But yeah, uh, the way Xander played that uh, played it like a fiddle. It was good. Oh, I that was that, a lot. that was one of the best idol holds in, in Survivor history. Big fan of that move. But uh, another thing I did want to talk about: Did you see the Stranger Things four trailer? I did. Interesting. I. What do you think about it? Not a lot of like the fantasy, like sci-fi type stuff, and very much just like a lot of just shooting and like the army. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to see how much it leans into like the upside down stuff, or if it goes more in that direction of like the government fighting against them. Yeah. More of like an espionage type thing. Uh, and also, they said screw Indiana, I guess, and just went to they California. Went to so <laughs> classic that's tough, that's tough for Indiana. <laughs> classic Hollywood bullshit. Just leaving Indiana. No, but. Um... I thought it was very weird that the first few pieces of promo that we've got for Stranger Things, it was like the David Harbour clip, and then it was like just well, like, then he's not uh, even in this trailer, right? Exactly, and then well, basically the only thing in this trailer is L. It's basically the California. That's literally it. Yeah. Because there's there's nothing about Indiana. Like obviously we've got another trailer where they're in like this house, 
all the kids in Indiana still. So it's going to be like two stories, I think. But I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm jacked about this trailer. This trailer really? is, okay. yeah, yeah I'm, I'm psyched for the next season. It looks like, you know, season one was a legit story with like actual stuff going on. Season two and season three, you know, I like them. I, I rewatched them pretty recently, but they're not great television, if I'm being honest. Like, it's just, it's built on the characters that you already like. And that's why I would watch those seasons. This season looks like, you know, Elle's past is maybe catching up to her. And I think that's super interesting. Like, there's going to actually be, you know, resolution in, in like her past and stuff. And there's actually going to be stuff going on, not just, you know, they're fighting monsters, which is good, which is good and all. But I'd actually like to see like the continuation of the story into maybe a final chapter. Um, so yeah, I, I'm Jax, if I'm being honest. I didn't think I would be after seeing the first couple trailers and stuff, but I'm psyched. I, I'm bought in. But uh, yeah, that's all my recommendations. Let's hear yours. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably, I'd say lukewarm on Stranger Things. Like, I'll definitely watch it when it comes out, but, you know, not getting my hopes up too high. Uh, I like it well. Sure. Uh, movie I would say definitely don't watch is a movie called Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, <laughs> do not watch this movie. Gave oh. it a half, half star. Just god awful. Oh, really the old half star. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Movie. How many half stars have you given out? I've given uh, out one. I think like little. <laughs> three in all the movies I've seen. Uh, I know like to, to all the boys I've loved before is one of them. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. And also the 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 Addison Ray. He's all that. Oh, uh, she's all that god. remake. That That's that also fair. was a half star. So, <laughs> um, Just this movie's but, in that category. Wow. Yeah. And Army of the Dead, I also bad. gave a half star. So four movies of the uh all the ones I've seen this year are half stars. <laughs> nice. Four of four of two thirty-one. So it, it's in special company. Yeah. Uh on top of that, I haven't seen Internals yet, but I would still say, you know, go check that out. I'll probably go see it sometime this week. Um also Last Night in Soho is out. Um and French Dispatch, those are three movies. If you can check out, go check them out. Um, I want to talk to you. Do you see the Morbius trailer? I did. <laughs> what is going on? Can we? Just, I don't know. Can we address this first? So, uh, in this trailer, we have first of all, they there's references to Venom, so the Venom universe. So they talk about the stuff that happened in San Francisco, which is a reference to Venom, as well as he literally says, "I am Venom." Just kidding. Yeah. I'm Doctor Michael Morbius at your service. Uh, we see the Tobey Maguire Spider Man like graffitied on a wall with the word murder murder <laughs> there's also the daily bugle like header like a, a newspaper with the daily bugle logo from the sam Raimi spider-man uh universe the same header and then also you have like the the oscorp logo matches the one from the amazing spider-man universe and then of course you have michael keaton, michael keaton as the vulture yeah. from you know the mcu so I, I i don't understand what's happening in this movie um but I, it doesn't look bad what do you think? My my main question is, who the hell asked for this movie? I don't want to see Jared Leto as a doctor vampire, for being honest. Um, it is weird that it's in like the Sony-verse, I guess, which is also the MCU, technically. Um, I 100% won't see this movie, even if you're it's like claims. No, you're not going to see it. No chance. I, I'm not going to watch a Jared Leto be a vampire for like two and a half hours. You just can't, you can't make me waste my money on that. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it, it, the, the effects and stuff actually don't look terrible it could be a decent movie but i would expect it to bomb something but. something jackson said uh on their podcast is just like mm -hmm. it this character makes more sense for a solo film than like venom does though like at least there's like a story there like without spider-man like you don't need spider-man yeah they have spider-man in this movie whereas like venom without spider-man is just dumb and like pointless and is that just is true not fun um so at least there's that like there there I think it it'll be interesting. It is coming out like the beginning of the year, which is never a great sign. So <laughs> I bet and it, it also was delayed for like over a year. It was originally supposed to come out before yeah. Let There Be Carnage came out, which is also confusing because I mean what what hasn't been delayed at this point though? I, feel I like know, but this was like this is a before the pandemic it was delayed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how people respond to it, but I think Jared Leto's out, man. I don't think Jared Leto's a legit just hey, bro. House of Gucci. movie star these days. House of Gucci. <laughs> That's Lady Gaga's movie. He's in a fat seen? suit, dude. The pictures. I am. I, I don't know. It if doesn't look like pictures. him. No, he's unrecognizable. It's just some bald guy who's fat, and it's and they said Jared Leto. <laughs> like, what? 
<laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think it's gonna be a. I think it's gonna be a comeback for Jared Leto. I think it's gonna be one of those transformative performances. Nah, you know, that, that's he gave Lady one. Gaga's he, movie. he gave one. Hey, yeah, he might not have a lot to do. He gave one in uh, Dallas Buyers Club though, where he kind of you know became a different person. Yeah, no, he's amazing in that movie, but I think that was his peak by far. He hasn't made anything good for like ten years. Hey, he's 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 in one of my favorite movies of all time, but. That was What's also that? a long time ago. Requiem for a Dream. I know oh, yeah, that was a very long time ago. Yeah, 2001. Yeah, had... Oh, you've uh, seen it? I don't uh, Which one is it? Yeah, you showed me that movie, didn't you? Oh, did yeah. I make you watch it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the one with the same score over and over again. And um, that one girl. What's the What's the actress's name? Uh, The one that's married to uh, Paul Bettany. I don't know. I just forget her name. Jennifer Conley. Yeah, Jennifer Conley. Yeah, yeah, I seen that movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And and uh Marlon Wayne's. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Her- the heroin movie. <laughs> yeah, the heroin movie. The movie's interesting. Oh well. That's um yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Marby Morbius. I'll I'll go check it out and I'll let you know if it's worthy of yeah, time you... or not. Probably still won't <laughs> No, I definitely won't. Uh, I think that's it for my recommendations. I haven't watched a lot. I will be uh we'll we'll see uh we'll see how eternals is i'm very curious i think that's the movie that i'm just most interesting to see what i think of it because it's getting so many mixed reviews Uh, a lot of critics don't seem to be a fan of it but then also i've heard people love it so i'm looking forward to it i'm very excited to see it yeah i I, i'm going a little nervous because i mean like you're saying it's getting weird reviews but from what from what i've seen it looks good so i don't know yeah We'll, we'll wait and see. All right. I think that's it for this week. Thank you for what, listening, everybody. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one, maybe with a guest or maybe with a different format. Who knows? Or maybe it'll just be Cody picking a movie. So <laughs> it's unknown at this time. <laughs> keep, the, we'll see. keep the people guessing. Absolutely. Peace. Peace.